Welcome back to another edition of Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington. Whether you're listening on Fox Sports Radio 96.9 FM, 1340 AM, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you're catching this episode, we're bringing you, as always, the latest in sports news, entertainment, or music. I hope you're ready because a new episode of Beyond the Headlines is loading in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0, yeah, yeah. It's time to go beyond the headlines Cause I don't put in overtime just so I can headline Okay, now it's Fox Sports, I'm live with Renee Going hard every day, sports rapping every play Different segments for your favorites Coming at you daily with positive vibes Yeah, we some game changers Basketball, football, soccer With different interviews, you never know who may pop up Listen, only on Beyond the Headlines This is Beyond the Headlines Only on Beyond the Headlines This is Beyond the Headlines only on Beyond the Headlines. This is Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington. Welcome back to another edition of Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington. I am so excited to bring you a tremendously talented, accomplished woman in sports, Taryn McCarty, the head of network and community development with Nerd Street Gamers joining us. Taryn, how are you? I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yes, and I'm excited to get the opportunity to talk to you more about your work, working specifically in esports, which is a growing, booming industry that we're hearing more and more around. So, you know, I'm definitely curious to know, uh, for those that are listening, and I know you and I have had a chance to, to chat in the past, but um, the benefits of working in esports, you know, I, I know that you've worked in a variety of different roles throughout the course of your career, but now working with the Nerd Street Gamers, you know, what's something that you find yourself looking back and seeing that this is why I enjoy the work that I do. Yeah, absolutely. So um, in my past job, um, I was focused more on the blockchain sector of things. And when I left in July of 2019, I really took some time apart and said, like, what do I really believe in? What is the future? Um, Sports have always been something that I've grown up with and really related to both from an academic level, but also just from a fun uh, recreational um, counterpart. So I think with um, Nerd Street, when I found out that not only they were doing esports, but they were focused more on that amateur level, I just totally understood and, and loved what they were doing. Um, when I took that time off, I was with my six-year-old niece and I saw her watching these Twitch streamers um, and she was so entertained by them. And it was just, I was just looking at the future. Um, mm-hmm. So after talking to John Fazio, our CEO, and really seeing the vision that he has for the company, I just totally believed in it. And I really wanted to, to move the bar with him. Um, I think for, for us right now, our, our whole mission is to bring esports to everyone and make it as accessible to everyone as possible. Um, and when you think about that in, in other traditional sports, that's not always the case. With esports, it's not as simple as buying a kid a basketball and saying, go, go dribble around. Um, esports is high-end PCs, high-end consoles, um, all the peripherals are really expensive, but then there's also another layer of the internet and making sure that that's low latency, um, because Mm -hmm. actually lag time can really affect your performance, which not a lot of people are aware of. And that is something that, you know, I remember in our conversations at the event at Drexel University earlier in April, 
And I was just listening to you discuss the, how you're working in the community to help provide access for more people. That's something you really don't think about. I agree. Like other sports, if somebody wants to play soccer, as I literally am looking out my window, watching a kid dribbling a soccer ball around, I can't make this up. Um, <laughs> but it's that simple. This, this little boy is playing soccer right now. All he has is a ball and some space in, in a yard. That's not the case with esports. you know, in terms of gaming, it's not as easy to get access to, as we know, gaming consoles aren't cheap buying games having the internet connection like all the different components that go into it and that's something i was even um ignorant to and not aware not even thinking about but i want to first tackle what you said about your niece at six years old and the excitement she had watching esports on twitch and that's something that is so appalling to me too to see the way that kids the first question i get asked all the time is are you on youtube and how many followers do you have? Like YouTube and watching video games and, and everything on YouTube yeah. is the next generation. So, you know, yeah. for you having a chance to work in that, you know, what's kind of the, the vibe, the feedback, you know, the, the responses that you get in terms of just how excited people are within the community to have chances to play and watch others in esports. I think it's just been a tremendous opportunity and we've seen, and the craziest part about esports is how much it's grown over the last 18 months I've been here. Um, you know, I think a lot of kids are really excited for the opportunity to stream and try and make their way into it. But at the same time, they want to be able to know if they're good enough at an esport, right? So when you think about it, if you want to try and play soccer, you can go to your local parks and rec department and, and sign up for a league and, and get a little bit of instructional instructions on how to dribble in a couple of different plays. But then to find out if you're actually good and competitive, you almost go to that next level. Mm -hmm. um, I think what we're doing at nursery, we're, we're creating that pipeline to pro, right? So when you think about it, like you might want to figure out if you're good at five and say, Hey, I really like rocket league. Um, how do I get more coaching? And, you know, you try to and trying to like almost create recreate the industry um, through that instructional material because we truly believe in in-person play so obviously the pandemic has affected everyone mm -hmm. um, us at nerd street we have our land centers that are called local hosts and what we do at those local hosts is we have um, nightly and weekly competitions we have monthly competitions and they all lead up to our winter and summer championship series and the winners of those actually get picked up by either colleges or professional Ooh. teams um, but even on a lower level if you want an after-school program or potentially a summer camp that's something we're also offering at the grassroots level um, so that, that's something that I think is really important a lot of the industry has kind of come from the top down right that professional level that you're seeing um, but it's also a, a huge factor for publishers because they want to make sure that the game isn't just in professionals hand but it's also in the amateur level wow okay so the pipeline and and again I have you're you're teaching me a lot here because I actually <laughs> Look, I've played games like I know um, I saw before you you've played your FIFA fan like I've played FIFA is my game, um, even outside of just like sports games, I used to play Call of Duty and sure. Assassin's Creed and all these games. So I, I'm not gonna say I'm a gamer, but I do understand. But I you are a gamer play. and that's important for you. Yes. To say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a good gamer, but that's something that as you're mentioning, there has not always been that pipeline of like having those opportunities to move up where you can seriously pursue being a gamer. And, you know, I know now I hear um, stories that come out about, you know, people that are able to pursue as, you know, as a gamer and, and you have these different career options. This is an option. This is a path you can take. And for you guys helping to create that pipeline. So I, I, I'm so curious to know 
for anybody that's listening and or any, whether it's a parent, a kid, whatever it may be, you know, what opportunities are really out there? I know you've touched on a few of them. What opportunities are really out there for someone that wants to take it from being just a hobby to a passion and something that they can pursue as a career in esports? Yeah, absolutely. So um, a huge thing for us is partnering with a lot of different colleges and also local high schools and getting kids to understand the industry in general, just because while we all want to be in the NFL, we can't necessarily get there. (laughs) But the NFL is an excellent organization that has many other roles that aren't just playing the actual sport. Um, Esports is the same exact way. Um, We are so stretched thin right now when we are growing a mile a minute. I mean, I can't even believe how many people are on our um, bi-weekly um, company call because we're growing just that much more rapidly. Um, but some, some different roles that we have are obviously business development. We have a lot of different roles in marketing and in social media. Um, our community is huge to us, so we're constantly hiring for that, but also the production route, right? We need broadcast mm-hmm. production, and these are all done remote, which is incredible, and our team has done a tremendous job throughout the pandemic. Um, for our land centers, we constantly need hospitality, right? We need when consumers come in and they're interested, a knowledgeable store manager and store staff that's going to help them have that excellent experience to, to really get that esports experience, because I think esports in the past has had Um, not that great of a reputation just in terms of the toxicity, Um, Mm. you know, a lot of trash talking, you're less likely that in person. So come trash talk all you want at local host, but when you're facing that person one-on-one, it's going to be a whole different experience as opposed to not. Yes. Yes. So even as you're talking, there are opportunities outside of just playing or being someone that's an active gamer, but as you're mentioning, different roles, marketing, um, hospitality, being in broadcasting, you know, that is, it's opening up a lot of job opportunities across the industry for people that are interested, but it is really great to hear the growth of the game. And I agree. If you look at like the NFL, for example, rather than having a typical pro bowl this year, they had it, everything was done virtually and, and players, celebrities were all playing. Um, video games. I mean, that's something that is, I don't think we would have ever imagined that we'd see. So it is incredible to me. I feel like esports can and is really capitalizing on the fact that everybody's doing everything virtual right now to show that, hey, this is what we've, this is what we've been doing. And this is why you should also get involved. Yeah, absolutely. And I think in just in terms of, you know, the way that the growth of the industry is going, like it's, it is a mile a minute. And I think I learned so much from the different people that work um, with me, just in terms of if they are really gamers or if they're not, we can all learn from each other. And I think that's the most exciting part to me about going to work every day is every day is so different. You know, one day I might be working with a parks and rec department trying to figure out what their esports experience is and how we can partner together. Um, and then the next time it might just be, um, like, for example, like going down to Austin and getting them to understand all the different schools around us, who and what we are, because our whole goal is not to be the, the shiny thing in the shopping center. We want everyone to be able to come in and experience esports um, using our high-end PCs that we already have. And I think that's a huge pain point for a lot of different schools surrounding um, esports is they want to participate, but it's usually that that teacher that raises their hand and says, I'm happy to figure this out. It's so much more difficult than that. And there have a number of organizations that have done a great job from the league side and the high school route. Um, but as far as that in-person, no one has truly solved that. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where we really hope to, to bridge that gap. Yeah. So I, I would love to hear more about that. You know, I know a big 
part of, aside from just the, the pipeline and opportunity on the career side, but also as you're mentioning in terms of access, I do wanna circle back to that because like we said at the beginning of this conversation, this is a growing industry, but it also is growing and not as easy to access for everyone. So on the community development side of things in terms of just providing students opportunities to really get to play and get to see what esports has to offer, you know, what growth have you seen and what growth is currently even still going on in terms, you know, to give kids that opportunity, regardless if they have the best Wi-Fi or, you know, financially can afford to, to pay to have, you know, a, a game console themselves. What are you guys doing on that end as, as well? Absolutely. So I think in terms of really from the grassroots level, we've done a ton of learning this past year, right? We have a huge mm -hmm. partnership with Philadelphia Parks and Recreation and their team is incredible because they really believe in their kids and they try and take away that barrier of payment between their kids and, and anything that they're interested in. Um, in fact, I've never seen anything like it across the country, but Philadelphia is also unique in that it has almost over 200 um, recreation centers, even more than New York. Um, oh, wow. So these kids that are going to these rec centers, they're really involved in it, right? It's like their local place that they call home. Um, to get kids to do sports in, in our local host center is to come to North Broad Street or come to East Falls, which are local community centers, but they're not as ingrained in the neighborhood as a local host is. Um, so I think when we view community development, it's how do we empower these recreational leaders to understand the basics of it so that they can start teaching their kids so that then if the kids are interested, then they come to local host. Or how do we make an after-school program where kids feel truly safe, where they can go to a safe space and get a great education level coaching training program um, on esports, right? And, or maybe they just need something in terms of like a flavor of the game, right? Mm -hmm. They wanna try this out, but they're not really quite sure how to. Um, and that's where we really hope to, to kind of like level set in, in terms of that, because I think that a lot of traditional sports have done these incredible jobs of, of making that pipeline. And again, esports has not gotten there yet. Um, but I think another thing that you brought up earlier, which is what I'm focused on now is how do we empower parents to really understand esports so that they can make educated decisions based on the future? You know, I hear from parents all the time. My friends are parents that are like, Taryn, I can't believe you're doing this. Like, <laughs> and I'm, you know, and for me, I'm like, guys, whether you like it or not, 12 year olds favorite sport for the first time ever isn't the NFL it's Fortnite, and yes <laughs> you can either get with it or it'll be left behind um so in terms of of really that parent level education um trying to get with different organizations that really are are catered towards that and saying hey you have the content you have the parents we have the facilities how do we empower parents to understand it get educated about it um, so that their kids can have these opportunities because it can change lives, right? You can get a college scholarship, you can become a professional gamer, or you can just completely come into the industry in general. And I think that's really important for not only kids to know, but for, for parents to know. Wow. Yeah, I'm so, <laughs> it's funny because you do hear most times kids, the first thing is, do you play Fortnite? <laughs> or do you know the Fortnite dances? They're not like most of the time and you do get kids that will say this too but are you on 2k are you playing madden you know are yep. you playing fifa that is that is hilarious that you say that but also it's funny that you bring up i'm thinking from a and i don't have kids myself but from a parent perspective it's this um stereotype and, and idea that video games it's just you're sitting in front of a game hours and hours and you're just 
instead of doing something educational. But as you're saying, that's also a sport. It's also an opportunity that I really had no idea there are college programs for esports. I had no idea that that's an opportunity. So that's something I'm sure there are many others that don't know of that your kid could actually take advantage of this, be a really good gamer and go to college for as, as a gamer for esports. So um, I had no idea about any of that. Like I'm learning it right now as we speak. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it, it's, it's, it's growing quite rapidly. And it's interesting because, um, you know, a lot of colleges have done a tremendous job with their programs, but there's also a lot of colleges that haven't. Like Harrisburg has done an incredible job. They have really, really leaned into esports. And they're actually one of the top esports leaders in the collegiate space at the moment. Um, they're building centers, they're building spaces. Um, us at Nerd Street, we we're actually partnered with a few different universities, um, Rowan being a prime example, and okay. we were able to build a facility on their campus. Um, I believe that's coming this upcoming fall. Um, and the great part about that is these local host facilities are created exactly for the college, right? So you come in, it's that local host experience, um, but there's also a team room attributed to it. Um, and wow. for us, you know, from a programming standpoint at 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., it's actually a classroom, right? Because we have all these high-end PCs, we have a staging area, we have a team room. So if the team wants to come and go during the day, they can obviously do that. But during the day, is there a game design class that needs those PCs? Is there a lecture hall that needs that, that extra space? Space. So we view that more as a partner with the college as opposed to just being a land center in that aspect. But come 3 p.m., boom, we're, we're programming and we are going to have those events that the college is dictating for. But it's also a really great example for colleges to be able to recruit high schools. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we, we view it as like, yes, we love to be in colleges, but we also want high schools and, and other local organizations to be able to use the space as well. Right. And it's now it's serves multiple purposes so it can yep. be a space where for those that are part of the I guess it's, it would be an esports team yeah there's esports teams there's varsity level teams you got it wow oh my goodness I had no you know what it's it's incredible because I see the growth of so many other sports I'm like where were these when I was a kid <laughs> like spike ball um all these different things that I'm seeing even like I think axe throwing there are some programs at schools for axe throwing I had no idea these programs existed and you can be a part of a team and then it, adding to the list to be on an esports team but yeah. that's something that as you're mentioning it does serve multiple purposes to now be able to provide universities this is high-end technology that can be used all around the clock not just for the teams but since I also am new to this and still learning the teams as, as we are going through this I'm so interested to know the esports experience in these centers, what separates it from just the casual gamer at home when you go into these centers and you're playing at a Rowan or you're playing um, in Philly at one of the, the different recreation centers, what is that experience that, that all gamers are going to be able to see that does separate it from others? And you even talk Same. about coaching too. Yep, I would say our programming, our events team is incredible. Um, from our programming standpoint, you know, after school programs are, are starting those kids, but then we're also having different events on a nightly basis that dictate what the community needs, right? Um, and you can win money on, on these different events. Obviously, we haven't been able to hold any of these because of COVID, but once that turns back on, we'll continue that. Um, but the coolest part is the weekend, right? I mean, we have people, adults that are very interested in gaming 
programming and they're constantly coming in as well. So I think from a programming standpoint, we're very strong in our after school programs, camps, but also the nightly, weekly events. Um, and believe it or not, we have a lot of spectators that want to come in and, and see what people are doing. Um, we, were, we were lucky enough in our new um, North Broad Street location, which should be open up by the 4th of July, we actually hosted um, an event called Fragadelphia there, which was a CSGO tournament. And it was incredible. We took over the space. We had a great partnership with the Army and made it you know, all swagged out. And, and the spectators were incredible. And I think you know, you really have to see it in person to really get that vibe. Um, to really understand like how there is an audience for that. Oh my goodness. That is, I'm sure it sounds like it's, it's so unique and so exciting. Is it more of like a, um, like I saw with the, I've seen some, I'm not, I have seen, I've seen a little bit, um, <laughs> but typically for these competitions, is it more similar to what you get with like the, um, like the NBA has their E-teams e of yep. um, that, you know, they're competing and it's teams going against each other. So that's the same vibe. And then as you mentioned, now you have fans, you have people involved and yeah. it's, that is incredible. That is incredible. So which game in your opinion is a favorite? Is there a specific in terms of like the esports experience for what tends to be more popular, you know, whether it is playing, there's more people that like to compete in FIFA or more that like to compete in some, you know, how does that actually work too for teams? Do they have the ability to play multiple games or are they maybe more focused on one more than the other? Yeah, I mean, so we're game agnostic, right? We, whatever the population wants, we will program. Um, I would say the biggest one this year for us has been Valorant, just a really cool, new game that everyone is really excited about. Um, we're lucky enough to have an amazing partnership with Riot and they've been doing amazing women initiatives actually, which I'm really excited about in their Game Changers series, um, which we helped them produce the first um, weekend event. Um, and I think they, they, you know, they understand that women in gaming is a huge initiative. Um, and we understand that too, as an organization, me personally, I'm very excited about women's sports, esports, professional sports. I want it all mm -hmm. for us. Um, and I, I think that, you know, seeing that the esports game is, is trying to catch up to that is really exciting for me on a daily basis. Yeah. And I want to definitely shift into that because as we know, you know, as I mentioned in the beginning, you are an accomplished woman in sports. Women are, we are playing catch up in, in all areas. And so we are always rooting. I know I'm always rooting for any woman in any, any industry of any role, doesn't matter. I'm rooting for you. But as you mentioned, there still is a gap for women in esports as well. And um, I'm sure that's not only on the career side, but also in, in terms of gamers, I'm gonna, yep. I hate to assume, but I'm going to assume. So, yeah. you know, as you talk about community development and access and opportunity, what's being done, you know, I think that's specific to any community gaps in terms of like economic status and opportunities of, um, or socioeconomic st status as well. But on the gender side, you know, what are you seeing that's being done to help encourage young girls and, and women in general to get involved in esports? Yeah, I think there's been a number of different initiatives that have been taking place across the industry that get me really excited. Um, like I mentioned earlier, Game Changers is huge, um, but there's also really great organizations like Queens Gaming Collective. Um, they're really pushing for that grassroots level as well as that high level professional streamer. And they're partnering with different professional athletes to really prove that because I think that's a, that's a big misconception too, right? When mm -hmm. you think about being a gamer, you're like, well, I'm not really a gamer, but you are, you just don't think about it. Mm -hmm. in 
in terms of that. So I think just getting kids um, to understand the different pipelines um, is really easy, but it's also a whole different thing, right? It's that whole emotional, social learning status that I think a lot of kids have really leaned into in the last year, being so siloed from, from normalcy. Um, but I also think it's just a really big opportunity in the industry as well. Like me personally, like everyone, I think at the company knows, like I want to own my own professional women's sports team and esports mm-hmm. team. Like that's what I want to do. And I will do anything and everything to get there. Um, But it's also really a a bet, like, you know, even when I was on that panel where I originally met you, there's a lot of the the panelists that were just like, I still don't understand esports. And for me, I'm like, what a huge missed opportunity, because I think that that is something that is so exciting and so upcoming and really just brings a whole new excitement and to an industry that, you know, frankly, could use a little refresh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that is something that I know, even as we're having this conversation, I'm learning, I'm sure for those that are listening, there are people that are learning more. There is, you know, I, I look at like esports, sports, sports betting. There are some up and coming industries in sports specifically that are growing. And as you mentioned, there are still those gaps. There's still lack of knowledge and awareness on the opportunities, but I'd also like what you were saying earlier about what you guys are looking to do to educate, empower, provide a great experience. You know, these are all ways to help close that gap because I do think that it is it is time for us to start expanding and we're seeing this happen, as you mentioned, whether it was your six-year-old niece or the, the different kids and people that you see for these events, that this is growing. It's, it's catching on quick and it's growing rapidly. Yeah. So it's great to get involved now. So, you know, my question for you as we get ready to wrap up is having transitioned into being a part of esports so actively. I know you talk about your ambitions of one day having a professional sports team and an esports team, <laughs> which I love that. You know, take what's your advice, you know, that from you having transitioned through your career to land here and and I know before you talk you talked to me about not really ever thinking that you'd be at this point in your yeah. career where you'd be working in esports. For those listening, I'm just curious to know your transition, your journey and your advice from what you've learned on that journey. I think if I could go back and tell my 22 year old self to do anything, I would say really, I hate to say this because I feel like I hear it all the time, but really follow your passion, but do it in a way that empowers you to learn. Um, I think for me, and I I think I brought this up on the panel is that um, I never thought that I could get a job in sports or esports. Like I just never thought that I had the credentials to do it. So I never applied. I never really tried. Um, but now that I've gotten to this point in my career where I really wanted to believe in, in what I was doing, I just transitioned all of the skills that I learned through traditional advertising and other startups to really get that grassroots level um, down. And I think you know, a lot of the different organizations, traditional sports organizations have done a tremendous job in community impact. So my goal is to mirror that and then get even more aggressive just in terms of how do we empower, educate, but also grow the industry and and get these kids to really understand the opportunities that are available. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. Just chase your passion. And as you're, as you've said, like you've been able to pull from your different experiences to help you be successful in your current role. Yeah. And and I think that's huge. Like it doesn't matter. I mean, I feel like I see that, that, um, one graphic all the time on social that's like, you know, so-and-so didn't do this until they were 45. And it's like, 
if you want to do something, you don't want to hit the end of your life and regret that. Um, and for me, that's, that's what I'm excited about the most is just being able to make an impact. I mean, esports is still a blank canvas and we can kind of make it what we want. Um, and I'm really excited about that on a daily basis. Yes, yes. And I, and I love that as you're mentioning, you're a part of something that's growing. You're a part of something that's also evolving and changing in a way to be more inclusive and welcoming and have a wider range of the types of people that are involved. So that has to be fun as, as you get to go to work every day and help be more innovative and involved in these conversations so that one day it gets to a point where people are asking questions like mine of, wow, you actually, what do you mean that you have teams? What do you mean that there's a college option? It'll just be known. There are gone will be the days of like not knowing the opportunities available in esports. So I hope that, and I feel that you will continue to do great things. Where can people that are listening follow you and also even just get more information, you know, keep sure. up with what you've got going on. And also if they're interested in learning more about the opportunities, you know, what would you recommend in terms of links to check out or anything like that? Absolutely. Um, you can follow Nerd Street Gamers. Um, our website is www.nerdstreetstgamers.com. Um, on social Instagram, um, it's Taryn McCarty, very uh, unique. Um, but I think, you know, Nerd Street Gamers, we also have a ton of different social. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitch, you're happy to do that as well. But I think just, just really getting um, familiar with the industry is great. I think the Esports Observer does a great job in their newsletter every day. Um, but yeah, feel free to reach out with any questions. And the other thing that's really exciting is I love being able to partner with people that wouldn't necessarily think about esports with. Um, mm -hmm. So if anyone's wanting to take that conversation, I'm always happy to have it. Yes, 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 definitely, definitely. Well, Taryn, before we wrap up, as we look back on what you would tell your 22 year old self and all that you've accomplished, what is next for you? What can people expect as they, and, and you know, as you continue to grow and learn what is next for you in your career? Yeah, I my goal is to grow esports as an industry from the amateur level as far as I can possibly take it. Um, you know, when I was on that panel actually with Jessica Berman, she actually did this at the NHL and now she's the deputy commissioner of the National Lacrosse League. So that's what I hope to do. Um, I you know I feel like I'm following in other people's footsteps in a, in a great way um, and hopefully can can uh, pave the path for other women in esports as well. Yes, I love to hear it. Always opening, as you're growing, opening doors for others, pulling some others along so that they can see the opportunities and take advantage of them. But I do thank you so much for taking time to join us here on Beyond the Headlines. It's been a pleasure having you. This has been such an informative conversation. I know for myself, I'm, I'm hoping that others learned a lot too. I know I did. I was like, taking mental <laughs> notes because I, again, I had no idea the opportunities available in esports. So that's, it's great to hear that you're not only encouraging and empowering and educating, but also then helping to pull others along to take advantage of those opportunities too. So thank you so much for taking time to join us. It's really been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you for having me. What's going on, man? It's Mr. Newbury. Now you checking in right now to Beyond the Headlines. You know that intro at the beginning of the song? That's me. <laughs> I just wanted to come through and let you know what's up. But back to my good sis, Renee Washington. You already know what's going on. For sure. I don't know about you guys, but I learned so much from Taryn about esports. That was very, very educational. Uh, and, I, and again, I asked her to be on just as a woman in sports in general. But just a reminder that 
there are just so many opportunities out there in the world that we may not even know of, may not have tapped into, may not be taking advantage of. And as Taryn mentioned with esports, that's an industry that is growing that there some people are, are catching on to and others like myself from what I'm getting from this conversation are behind the eight ball. And so I definitely recommend, and as she's saying, don't be afraid to ever pursue your passions because who would have thought five, 10, 15 years ago that esports would be booming the way that it is that we, people would no longer just be playing video games in their, in their living room or at their, in their homes, but be able to compete, be able to go to college for it, be able to play at the professional level for it and be a gamer at the highest level possible. It's, it's always incredible to see the way that things evolve. So I thank you guys so much for taking time to tune into another episode of Beyond the Headlines with me, your host, Renee Washington. I hope you are having a tremendous week so far. If you have not already, hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with the show each and every week, bringing you new content across sports, entertainment, music, news, anything that's happening. We're talking about it here on the show. And as always, you can follow us on social media. My personal page is at Renee P. Wash on Twitter and at Renee P. Washington on Facebook and Instagram. Keep chasing your dreams, as cliche as that is. I don't know how many times we have to say it. As Taryn said, pursue your passion, chase your dreams, whatever it is, make it happen because one day an opportunity that started out as just a passion or a hobby such as being a gamer may turn into a career that you're able to heavily pursue. So if that doesn't inspire you, I don't know what else does. (laughs) Have a great, great, great rest of your day. As always, be blessed, stay focused, keep walking your path. And as I said in an earlier post in early May, regardless of what is happening in your life, the stress, the, the doubt, the uncertainty, the confusion, the adversity and challenges, stay the course. Because one day it will all make sense. You will have been delayed, not denied. Your time is coming. So let's keep working. Let's keep grinding. And I hope you guys are all pursuing whatever your passion may be and whatever your hobbies may be to enjoy working towards them. So that's it for us here on Beyond the Headlines on Fox Sports Radio 96.9 FM, 1340 AM and all streaming platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor, and many more. I'll see you guys next time for more here on Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington. Only on Beyond the Headlines, this is Beyond the Headlines. (laughs) Only on Beyond the Headlines, this is Beyond the Headlines. (laughs) Only on Beyond the Headlines, this is Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington.